Coming up next on the Jeff Curley Show, he grew up in rural Mississippi, didn't have any money, but he sure knew how to hustle. An entrepreneur's journey, next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. So I just turned 60 and I feel pretty good about myself in terms of being a good entrepreneur, but then you run into a young man like my next guest, Drew Donahue. He, he is uh, 27 years old and you have uh, helped hundreds of companies. Yeah, it's uh, weird to think about and put a number on, but it's been, been pretty exciting thus far, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Drew's story begins in rural Mississippi. What was the name of the community? Yeah, uh, Indianola. It's in the dead middle of the Mississippi Delta, small farm town, um, middle of nowhere. And yeah. you, you worked on a farm, you worked for your dad? Yeah, yeah, our, our family, uh, my, my granddad was a sharecropper and then ended up getting some land. And so we, we had cattle and row crops, the whole nine yards. So. Okay, so when do you remember thinking to yourself, um, I gotta get off the farm, I gotta, and I love I loved dad, <laughs> yeah. but I gotta get off the farm, I gotta do something. Um, you know, it's, it's super interesting to think about in those terms. Um, I was the youngest, so always trying to find ways not to work and, and do things easier, right? Um, and my, my family always knew that there was just uh, something a little different that I was going to do, not not be uh, in the little small town. Uh, but yeah, just truly blessed to have that in the background because otherwise I, I wouldn't be doing what I am today. Okay. And, so. and you started a think tank. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I founded the Startup Business Center at Mississippi College where I went for undergrad when I was 19. Um, Mississippi is traditionally the, the worst at innovating and starting companies. And I realized really quickly that there needs to be an ecosystem where students can come uh, get resources and access and know how to start and fail companies before they go out into the real world. Um, so I bootstrapped it and we did it. Wow. And uh, we, we got some things off the ground. It was really exciting. Well, and now at pretty much every college on the, on the planet has uh, an entrepreneur school or a, a, you know, a place where entrepreneurs can gather. Did you get any pushback at all from the college? No, absolutely not. Uh, the board said, why have we not done this yet? And immediately went into it. It, it was, uh, we got a lot of uh, outside interests as well as just from the whole ecosystem. It, it was kind of a, a crowdfunded thing. Um, funny enough, there, everybody in Jackson, Mississippi said, this is something that we should have been doing a long time ago and got behind it. And, and you know, the, the, the culture in Mississippi is, hey, we're all, we're all going to get into this together and help and add value. And, and that's how it got off the ground. I want to give you a chance to brag on uh, dad and grandpa because you told me before the show they're big inspirations. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
I don't even know where to start, right? I mean, um, my grandfather was a poor sharecropper and, you know, grew up in the Great Depression in middle of nowhere, Mississippi. Uh, ended up building his own legacy and getting involved in local politics and, and never did anything easy. Um, that's for sure. And pay, paved the way for me to be here today. Uh, I just, I, my whole thing is people are remembered for the hard things that they do, not what comes easy in life, right? So my granddad being a former and getting involved in the civil rights movement in a time that was really tumultuous from where I'm from was not easy, right? But he valued his neighbors and his friends that maybe didn't look like him. Um, got a lot of flack for it, but uh, became an inspiration in our community. Um, my father followed suit um, and has just been an extremely crucial part of uh, helping out in our community back home. And yeah, they have never not worked. They've never taken a day off. It's not in our DNA. Um, and yeah, so growing up, anytime I wanted to be lazy, it really wasn't an option. Um, and it just bleeds into being in the huge metroplex where we are now and opportunities are limitless and uh, being able to grab onto those and add value and help people along the way is all that matters, right? And that, it's all that matters. Your dad's a doctor? Yeah, yeah, so um, got, off, got off of the farm and of course worked on the farm all through med school and then went back to our hometown to help heal everybody in our small little town. Um, and so does that and like I said, in his free time, he's either working cattle or doing something on the farm too. And you're involved in um, several different projects, including uh, giving back to the next generation of entrepreneurs. Uh, once we, before we get into your uh, your day job, let's talk about some of the, um, you work with SMU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When uh, So the reason that I got to Dallas was I got my master's at uh, Southern Methodist. And while I was there, I had the opportunity to help build the business accelerator program for um, some of the graduate schools in the business school. And um, it's just kind of really taken off. Uh, Valicia Harris is a dear friend of mine, took over as president whenever I left. And um, it's all about helping entrepreneurs get the access to <laughs> not only money, right, but also mentorship and learning how to build a business model and helping them scale while they're there so that whenever they leave SMU, whenever they leave the ecosystem, they're ready to grow. And uh, I love going back and judging the pitch competitions, um, helping out and advising the companies that spin out. And uh, it's just so cool to see where they've taken it after it was just an idea when, yeah. when we started it, so. Okay, uh, I want you to set up this video that we're about to play. Uh, what is Surge? Yeah, so uh, Surge is something really exciting. Um, I play as their chief development officer. Uh, really and truly, in Dallas-Fort Worth, we, we don't see unicorn tech companies. It's not a thing that we do really well. We're really good at real estate, private equity, and oil and gas, but um, under everybody's nose, there is something that's being built. And uh, I truly believe that it's gonna be one of the biggest stories in tech to come out of this town. Um, it's a digital marketing attribution company that helps e-commerce businesses and digital marketers understand where they're spending the dollars to, you know, 100% of your revenue as an e-commerce brand is how good you are at advertising. But with the privacy laws and everything else that's happened over the last few years, 
If you don't know, you can opt out of ad tracking on your phone now. Um, so there's no transparency for e-commerce business owners on what do we do? Um, how do we understand who wants our product and um, who needs to see what we're, what, what we're selling? Um, so Surge natively solves that problem. What's really exciting is once we wrap up this capital raise uh, and go into next year, we're gonna be fully automating the entire digital marketing function. Imagine being an entrepreneur and knowing that while you sleep, uh, you have a technology partner that's making you the most money and getting you the best opportunities. Um, it is truly, uh, truly something that is exciting and it, it all stems from the founder. Uh, I can't speak enough. It, tech companies, startups, quote unquote, uh, are only as good as the founder and the leadership team. Um, our founder, he's got the DNA, right? Uh, there is just something about him that makes business move. And then we have, over the last year, built an incredible leadership team. We have six in our leadership team, nine exits, two for over a billion five. Um, wow. It's just crazy that this is being built in Dallas-Fort Worth. Well, right? you, you guys created a, a great overview video. Let's go ahead and roll that. Yeah. I ran an agency for 13 years. iOS 14.5 just caused like a uproar in the entire space. Facebook wasn't providing accurate data. People's revenues weren't lining up with what their ads were showing. I founded Surge to fix ad tracking in the iOS, Facebook ad, TikTok ad space. There was no consolidated view between Facebook, TikTok, and Google. Can I just see what's happening, the pulse of my company? There's no solution for that. I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon that was happening where everybody that was a marketer was experiencing this issue. This is not a founder building another widget and wondering whether or not he can bring it to market and sell it. The reason that I love Surge so much is because this product has to be in the market. When you see something that's brand new, when you see that frontier that you can really start to explore and build something that nobody's seen yet, I think that's where we get a lot of the most exciting breakthroughs in technology. I've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of different opportunities in the venture space. Something that got me so excited about Surge was the founder. Chase has this following and these people that look to him in the ad space and they're all gonna need search. My YouTube was growing and then I blew up on TikTok with you know, a quarter million followers. TikTok started reaching out because they were telling us, you know, we have one of the largest followings on social media with TikTok advertisers. Shopify reached out to me wanting me to post on their social media because I have one of the largest followings of e-commerce stores. With Chase Chapel, with his following, as a founder and an influencer in the advertising space, I knew that it was the right opportunity. There was way more demand than I ever expected. And you know, we had a little two-person team back then and now we're hiring by the day. When Chase and I sat down a year ago, we had this philosophy of hire top-down. We wanted to hire the best talent in the space, find leaders, technical leaders, marketing leaders to build out the teams. I just love that the team, they're all very much the doers. It's all about moving the needle every day. We have people from billion-dollar companies that led teams of 100 people plus, Nobody's just here for the sake of being here. People are here because they want to be part of a significant change. Right now we're in that, that zero to one moment, building out a team that can truly take this brand to scale. That's what I geek out over. That's what I just obsess over. What an opportunity. One, one like I've never seen in the early stage space.
there's such a large demand and appetite for this product right now and there's just so much work to be done. Wow, I, I see what you mean by this being a complete game changer. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just just highlighting what I said earlier, you're remembered for the hard things, right? Uh, if you want a little look into macroeconomics of venture capital, private equity, and M&A as a whole, this is not an easy time to bring in capital for a business, uh, acquire a company. Um, things are getting tough, right? And I'll leave it at that without getting into specifics. But um, the people in Dallas-Fort Worth and you know, around the world are going to look back after this capital raise is done for search. And once we really blow it out of the water next year and year after, um, the, the headlines are going to speak for themselves. But it, we're going to be remembered for the hard things, right? I, I, I didn't sign up for this because I knew it was easy. I signed up because I knew it was necessary. Mm. Um, and man, are we excited. Our investors are thrilled to the moon about what we're doing and what we're building. And um, the sky's the limit on where this company could go. I so. love it. Well, I think one of the secrets to your success is you're constantly giving back and you're preaching into the next generation of entrepreneurs. We, we've got some uh, pictures that we want to put up on the screen and I want you to kind of narrate. So Code Launch, what is Code Launch? Yeah, so um, Code Launch is one of the pivotal things here in, in DFW and kind of around the country for ecosystem for early entrepreneurs. Um, they help get, you know, influence and media access for um, startups and and help them grow along the way. And yet there's me and a couple of other really su more successful than I um, entrepreneurs and, and CEOs on uh, judging the pitch competition and the winner gets uh, their full product built. And um, it's just an incredible ecosystem. So when Jason uh, there on the left, the, the CEO asked me to be a judge of the competition, I said, heck yeah, I'm in. I would love to expose some of these entrepreneurs to, to the world. So it was a lot of fun. And that's the tech summit? Yeah, there was a tech summit in South Lake. I believe this was last year. Um, that was kind of the start of everything getting really crazy and um, capital raising and entrepreneurs not knowing when to exit and getting an understanding of where dollars are and where they're flowing. Um, and I gave them kind of a whole market outlook on, hey, let's buckle up. 2023 will not be as easy as post-COVID. Um, man, and it was uh, it was an interesting time for me to get in and say, hey, guys, really understand where your value prop is as, as a company. Be sparse in understanding of where you're using your investment dollars and really focus in on operations and being lean uh, because we're going to get out of this thing, but it's not going to be overnight. And so that was kind of the, uh, the, the hard but necessary truth to talk to entrepreneurs on what this year would look like and i think we're going to do another one to see what next year looks like and i'm i'm really excited for next year sure. uh, everybody else is worried about world war three and everything else but um in terms of dallas fort worth and, and our ecosystem I, i'm just over the moon at the rate we're growing at so sure well i remember when i was going to college there were no entrepreneur classes i mean the message was basically go to work for corporate america keep your nose clean get a gold watch after 40 years and now uh, being an entrepreneur has become really sexy. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Cuban, I mean, you name your favorite entrepreneur, Elon <laughs> Musk, yeah. and there's all these disruptors. So in the last minute or so, uh, talk to the young person who's thinking about doing, a, doing his own thing or her own thing. Um, do it early and fail as soon as you can uh, and learn from it. 
every time that you fail, good, try again, because um, it's not going to be the last time any biography you look at on any of these really, really successful entrepreneurs and billionaires, uh, their first company likely didn't go well. And also remember that 90% of startups don't make it, right? So surround yourself with people that know more than you, get advisors who understand your industry and can help you scale. What you'll find is people in the startup ecosystem don't view you as competition. They view you as a value add and an up and comer and they've been where you are. Get mentorship ASAP. Um, and once you've made it, help somebody else along the way. That's kind of how the building blocks settle. And uh, yeah, if you have time after your nine to five, great. There's plenty of other hours in the day, build something. Um, it is really exciting to see something on the side scale, uh, even when sometimes it's not intentional. So, <laughs> wow, that's a great way to leave the show. Uh, we're also gonna leave you with the website, which is surge.com. Remember that name, folks. Uh, the great Drew, Drew Donahoe. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.